Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. So today we're going to talk about the adjustment of expectations within the adoption world and realm. There was a a really good quote I found on EliteDaily.com about managing your expectations um, is the key to happiness. And it says... There are two ways to be happy, improve your reality or lower your expectations. Super powerful because when you are embarking on an adoption journey, and we're going to talk about it today from the standpoint of an adoptive family, you are most likely coming into your adoption journey with some preconceived notions, some stories that you've heard or read or movies that you've watched or social media. And so you're coming into this um, with some knowledge, maybe some myths, maybe some truth again. And I think that those can all influence your expectations of your adoption journey. Speaking on behalf of an adoption agency, it is our goal to assist you in in experiencing the best and most positive adoption experience that we can. But again, I think that as an adoption community, especially for adoptive families, if you can adjust your expectations, you're going to have what you perceive as a more positive adoption experience. And I think that that is, I think that's super important. So when a family comes into you and is prepared to adopt or thinks they're prepared to adopt, do you lay these out for them in front, you know, in front and say, okay, you may have expectations of this, but this is more likely the reality. Yeah, we definitely try to do that. We also have, um, we hold a class uh, every couple months where we give an introduction to adoption and we talk about all the adoption programs and what to expect and, you know, what things look like in real time, you know, planet fantasy versus planet reality. Mm -hmm. And we really try to, to hone in on the actuality of what happens. You know, I have seen adoptive families come into the program 
with expectations of birth mothers always attending their OBGYN appointments of when a birth mother states that she wants an open adoption, that that means that she's going to be front and center on phone calls and communication, and she's going to be wanting to reach out and have this immediate bonding moment with the adoptive family that, you know, a birth mother would only come into the program um, being forthright and candid and honest about her intentions and her motivation for making an adoption plan that she would never use drugs if she claimed that she hadn't in the past. Um, and if she was using drugs that the minute she found out she was pregnant, of course she would stop using uh, that an adoption agency or entity can somehow force a birth mother to go to appointments or to make the phone call with the adoptive family they committed to you know, that we have a crystal ball and we can see if a birth mother is going to place this baby for adoption or not. Mm -hmm. And that we can ultimately control the outcome of the adoption. These are all expectations that are just not reality. That being said, I think that, that, you know, if we come into an adoption journey as an adoptive family with realistic expectations, I think, there's going to be more happiness and more acceptance. And I think the outcome, good or bad, of the adoption journey is going to be met with a lot more peace. Mm-hmm. Is the word I'm looking for. Uh, it, it's going, there's going to be a lot more understanding. You know, sometimes we don't like the way things turn out, we don't like the end result, but we can find peace in it if we understand going into the adoption process, what may or may not happen. When somebody sets the bar really, really high and you're looking at that, that bar and you know somebody, the end result is maybe a half an inch lower than that bar. Well, you're not understanding why you didn't hit the bar mm-hmm. rather than, you know, wow, this, this was a lot better than it could have been, but we didn't hit the bar. So, right. Well, I think of it like when somebody recommends a movie to me and they say, you know, this is a great movie. You are going to love this movie. Right then you're getting those expectations up so high when you go into it, almost no matter how good the movie is, it won't live up to that if you set your stand. So a lot of times when I know a movie's coming out, I'll try and avoid things and hearing people talk about it and try to temper my expectations. And I think that's kind of what you're acting or asking these adoptive families to do. I think, I think, I think you nailed it. And to to take your analogy, even one step further, if you read a book and the book is so incredible and they make that book into a movie and you know, you're thinking, Oh my gosh, this is the best book I've ever read. And then you watch the movie and you're like, okay, well, that's not the best movie that I've ever seen, but this is the best book I've ever read. So now I don't like the movie rather than judging them independently of each other. And it doesn't matter what other people around you are saying. Oh yeah, I saw it and loved it. It doesn't matter. You've already set the expectations by reading the book. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, So according to uh, selfgrow.com, Dr. Tony Fior wrote five steps regarding adjusting expectations. And I thought these were really informative and and helpful because 
I think it's always easy to identify a problem, but yet it's much harder to come up with a solution or a resolution. I mean, anybody can point the finger and say, well, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Well, the work then is let's fix it and make it better. So in order to adjust your expectations, really think about what is reasonable. You know, people are going to have different ideas about what they deem reasonable. So in regards to an adoption journey, I would recommend talking with your adoption worker about what is reasonable? What, what should I expect? You know, what, what is, I always love to use best case scenario, worst case scenario, and what do you normally see? Right. And that way you can get the whole gamut. Um, another really good point that he makes is to do this when you're kind of in a calm and, and cool collected mode. You know, th- there's an analogy that says, you know, don't ever go grocery shopping when you're hungry. Because, you know, you'll buy a ton more food than you may mm-hmm. or may need and you're going to buy, you know, things that maybe are not as healthy or as good for you at that moment because you're starving. But boy, so, they look good right then. <laughs> they do. They do. So when you are really processing about the expectations of your adoption journey, make sure that you're in a mental place that is going to be productive. And, you know, many things that seem reasonable when you're all hyped up later on may seem to be more ridiculous or petty when, you know, cause it's really, you know, and, and I'm somebody who can spiral out of control in my thoughts. You know what I mean? When you are all worked up, it's like adding uh, fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. So rather than having a fire, wait till everything's calm, cool and collected. Another good point he makes is to eliminate the word should. I think that if we eliminated that word across the board in our vocabulary, we would be a happier society. We can't control other people as much Mm -hmm. as we may want to. And once we can understand and accept that, our expectations are automatically going to drop. You know, people will do things and behave in their own way because they have the right and the ability to do so. So if we can remove the word should, then again, we're going to set ourselves up for success and for happiness. Recognizing limitations is another one. Again, when you're doing an adoption, understand that there are limitations uh, imposed by the state, by the federal government, by the adoption agency's licensing entity, by the uh, agency's board of directors, and by the agency themselves. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, once you understand all of those limitations that are put upon the adoption entity, then you can understand that there's only so much that can be done. You know, an agency does not have control over a birth mother. We're working with a pregnant woman who's choosing on her own accord to place her baby for adoption. That doesn't give us any realm or justification to force her to go to an an appointment Mm -hmm. or to be on time for a phone call. You know, we can't make her place her baby for adoption. This is a voluntary choice and action that she is partaking in. Right. Being tolerant of another person's views is exceedingly important in the adoption world. 
So where I interpret that for adoptive families is understanding that your viewpoints and morals and values are going to be very different from somebody who has joined the adoption program. And they may not be, but in a lot of cases, they, they will be. Right. Who has joined an adoption program as a birth mother and is placing her baby for adoption. So she may be in a state of mind where she's in survival mode, whereas an adoptive family may or may not have had to experience the life happenings or events that a birth mother has. And so being tolerant that she's going to have a very different viewpoint than an adoptive family might is again, going to help you meet her where she is Mm -hmm. and be more accepting of her and maybe be more understanding when she chooses actions or words that you don't agree with or wish that she hadn't said or done. And I think that is important in life in general. I look at so many things about what's going on in politics and how people act and react to each other. And I think if we just gave them a little bit more credit as to where they're coming from, you know, even if we disagree, we don't have to agree with them automatically, but at least give them that a little thought, a little bit of wait a minute, try and put yourself in their shoes for a minute and see where they're coming from, why they think the way they do. I just think that we should give each other a little more grace in general. And I think that would serve the world in a positive I think way. A grace goes a long way. Yeah. I agree. Explore the ways to get needs met. So one of the reasons that we often get angry at others is because our basic needs are not being met as a result of the situation or the behavior of another. And so in other words, when, let me use an example, uh, a birth mother, you know, doesn't attend her, her doctor's appointment and the adoptive family is out of state and they are anxiously waiting for the results and she has to go to the doctor to get them. And so, you know, rather than being really frustrated and angry and, talking with the adoption worker about how mad you are, maybe approach it like, okay, so she didn't go. So what are some other options? Can we get her in for an ultrasound? Can we try to get her in on a waiting list to get a sooner appointment? You know what I mean? Be a problem solver rather than a problem pointer out. Right. <laughs> Whoa, getting all technical with your terms. Huh? Yeah, I am. Yes. <laughs> um, According to the website, using mindfulness to manage your expectations, I think mindfulness is something that is, you know, in the last 10 years, really being brought to light. And I think it's super important in order to be successful in relationships, um, daily living, um, and happiness. I think it it really is the key to happiness. So mindfulness, uh, according to the website, is defined as purposely paying attention with a mirror-like quality of mind. The mirror simply reflects, it is objective. What is reflected does not change the mirror. So what's really important is when you are being mindful, you are present, you are in the moment, you are focusing on exactly what is at hand. An example that I can use is I remember one time, maybe 15 years ago, I was really anxious about something. And I was talking with a friend of mine who is a 
counselor and she said, you know, when I get really anxious or nervous about something, I will go to the freezer and I will get a piece of ice and I'll put it in my mouth and I will think about how cold it is, how it feels in my mouth, how it's slowly melting, whether it tastes good. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm now taking, you know, all of my time, energy, focus, mindset, and I've diverted it from what was stressing me out or what was upsetting me to minimize it down to the ice cube that I have just put in my mouth. And I found that really powerful because when you first hear it, you think, oh, that's ridiculous, stupid. I'm not doing that. You know, like that's, that's not going to help. And so I tried it. And if you can bring yourself to that point where you can focus on the ice cube, Mm -hmm. it works. I actually believe it. When you were talking about it, I was none of those things. I wasn't like, oh, this is silly. I thought that's a really interesting technique to divert you from the outside influences, the stresses, the anxiety, and put everything right into this small space, you know, as small as an ice cube even. Right. So if you can start taking, you know, when you are upset or angry that your expectations are not being met at the level that you had anticipated Mm -hmm. that they would be and start being mindful of where they really, what the expectations really are and what they should be. And like I said, an analogy is an ice cube, but really just focus on that. You're going to ultimately be a happier person and happier with your adoption outcome. And I really think that In an adoption journey, the journey itself is as important as the outcome because it's part of your story and it's part of your child's story. When you are, you know, driving home from work, it's so easy to go into autopilot. And when you're mindful, you're not doing that. You know, that's when you're looking at the sun setting off in the distance Right. And you're seeing the person in the car next to you. And, you know, you're looking at the road and the signs that are up now, you know, maybe there's some new signs up on the side of the street mm-hmm. and you are present in that moment rather than just, you know, going off in your head about everything that you need to do when you get home and, and what still hasn't been accomplished. And if the kids have done their homework and cleaned the house and what you're going to make for dinner <laughs> and you're just being present in that moment. Right. And what the website points out is mindfulness enables choice and the opportunity to act instead of react. A lot of times when people react, they don't behave or make choices or use words that they wish that they had. They are reacting to something. It's it's Mm -hmm. more of a quick response. Right. Just a knee jerk, quote unquote, reaction. Right. So in order to use mindfulness as a tool for managing your expectations, you want to set healthy expectations. Mm -hmm. You really want to focus on, and you can do this by, by talking with your adoption worker about what healthy, realistic and acceptable expectations really look like. Again, I always like worst case scenario, best case scenario, and what you expect to see, Mm -hmm. you know, what's the, what's, what's the normal. And people, we don't, we become a society that, you know, we like the fast food drive-through, you know, 
I mean, now I see popping up on the side of, on the streets, you know, you can choose to purchase alcohol by just driving through and I don't have to get out of your car. Right. And, you know, in Las Vegas, I guess you can get married by dr- going through a drive through. I mean, this <laughs> is, this is the society that we're coming to. And is that really where we want to be? Because that's not mindful. Right. That's being in the moment, not to say that you have to have an elaborate wedding, but when you're rushing through a drive-through, are you as present as you're going to want to be in an adoption journey? Is this something you just want to rush through? Or is this an experience that you want to remember and be able to think back, like with the ice cube, how cold was it? How, you know, how quickly did it melt? Mm-hmm. What did it feel like when it first, when I first put it in my mouth versus when it was almost completely melted? So really just thinking about that, I think is important. Well, um, I had mentioned, a, I'm sure a long time ago on the podcast, something that Jordan Peterson said, which is, uh, it's actually one of his 12 rules for life. It says, uh, do what is meaningful, not what is expedient. So just because it's convenient doesn't mean it's something that's putting you in the right place. And again, that would fall underneath the umbrella of mindfulness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good example. Uh, I think being mindful now at the onset of an adoption uh, journey will assist in a smoother uh, journey and hopefully a positive outcome and a more successful outcome. Um, This website also talks about, uh, you know, when you are navigating through unmet expectations and changing expectations, I think we all have to embrace the possibility and probability of change. Many people, myself included, don't like change. Mm -hmm. I like the same thing. I like routine. I don't like surprises. I don't like surprise parties. I don't like any of that. I like to know exactly what's going to happen. You know, I'll be somebody that will look at the weather 10 days out. Knowing that it will change. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I go to the specific website that I like rather than, you know, all of the different weather ones because I found this one, in my opinion, to be the most accurate. And I like to look at that. Mm-hmm. But I think, especially in an adoption journey, you have to understand that things may change. You know, a birth father may surface that wasn't one that the birth mother had disclosed initially. Right. Or there may be something in the medical records where there may or may not be an issue with the baby, a medical issue. And so, again, we have to prepare and understand that the expectations may change. Now, a lot of this occurred because of COVID. We saw this a lot in the beginning of the COVID pandemic. Mm -hmm. And now we have, you know, as a society, I think adjusted a lot of our expectations. And so I don't, in my opinion, I don't think people are as angry as they, as they were for the first couple months about, you know, wearing masks and, social distancing and limiting contact with people. It's, it's become more universally accepted in my opinion. And in the adoption world, it has COVID impacted it hugely as well Mm -hmm. uh, with how we were able to, you know, attend birth mother or not attend birth mother doctor's appointments or be present in the hospital. And again, things will change. And when you're mindful and you're aware and you're prepared to accept change and alter your expectations, you're going to be calmer. You're going to be happier. You're going to be able to find peace. I think also when we react, when something doesn't go the way that we had wanted it to or expected it to, 
I think a lot of times, and myself included, I'm guilty of this, we just start either running into fix-it mode or we start getting really angry at why it happened. And we don't often just take a breath and just think about things. And so I think if we can slow down and again, be present and mindful of what happened, of what we're thinking, rather than just saying, okay, there's a roadblock at the end of that street. We're going to just turn around and we're going to go back and we're going to go on the next street. And then we'll just find a new route. Right. Really think about, it. you know, maybe pull over, pull up the map quest, look at your different options and think about where you're going to go next, what that outcome is going to look like and how that is going to affect your future. Sure. You could just, you know what I mean? Do a U-turn, go down the next street maybe that's a dead end or a cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. So take that time to really look at where you're going, where you're coming from, and stay present in the moment. And if you have to, pull over to a Circle K, get a cup of ice. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then. 